0: Venezuela, of course, a country where prices double every few weeks, and a monthly salary isn't enough to buy meat for one family meal. Now, Argentina's inflation rate has hit its highest level in almost three decades. Prices have spiraled as the country faced a deep currency crash and recession in the past 18 months. It's one of the world's poorest countries with the highest inflation rate. In the spot on the pavement. Because it's the only way to make a living in Zimbabwe. I am sure you have heard a lot of times here and there about hyperinflation and countries affected by it. There are a lot of countries like Germany and Venezuela in the world which have suffered hyperinflation. And in this episode of What Actually Happened, we are going to discuss and understand hyperinflation with a case study of an African country we all have heard about, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe was caught in a huge hyperinflation crisis around 2007-2008 where the rate of inflation was rising at a rate of 79.6 billion per cent every month. It is still dealing with high rates of inflation today, which has only worsened due to the coronavirus crisis. Hello everyone, thanks for tuning in to What Actually Happened. I am your host Sejal Babiel and let's get into the episode. So first up, what is this hyperinflation? hyperinflation is an economic term describing rapid uncontrolled price increases during periods of hyperinflation the real value of domestic currency erodes at a rapid rate prices increase as people who hold the currency seek to get rid of it as quickly as possible because they know that the cash will not purchase as many goods tomorrow as it does today one cause of hyperinflation is when during a depression the money supply expands rapidly without a corresponding economic expansion This creates a large supply of money with little demand for it. The currency then loses its value. So basically in simple words, you can take it like this. Any government to finance their expenses, prints money and circulates in the economy, which in turn increases the supply of currency in the economy. So when investment and development activity does not increase at the same rate, then what happens is there are a lot of buyers or the number of buyers in the market increases and the number of goods and services do not. So the same number of goods and services are now demanded by more buyers. In effect, prices of goods then rise and when this happens rapidly, it causes hyperinflation. We will learn about the causes as we move forward with the episode, but for now, let's talk about Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe is a country in South Africa which was freed from the British rule in 1980. With a newly born country, it introduced its own currency, the Zimbabwean dollar, which was interestingly much more valuable than the US dollar initially. Zimbabwe's economy at that time was completely dependent on agriculture, with the main crops being tobacco and corn. The economy of Zimbabwe was doing pretty well and showed strong signs of growth. But the government under Robert Mugabe became much more powerful, and with a cult of nationalism that was prevailing in the country initially, it introduced massive economic reforms. This policy, or this economic policy, was called the Economic Structural Adjustment Program, which listed various reforms to be carried forward. As much as the government and the people of Zimbabwe wanted it to positively transform their economy, they were too clever by half. These reforms created the initial stages of disparity in the economy, which constantly built up to the crisis Zimbabwe faces today. The most devastating reform involved land acquisitions. Zimbabwe was a resource house of minerals and fertile agricultural land. The British conquered it initially because of these reasons. Therefore, under the colonial rule, the white minority in Zimbabwe self-declared themselves as the owner of the land and the black people were left to work as labour in these plantations and mines. This ownership continued to stay with the Whites even after independence and amounted to almost 90% of the entire land in Zimbabwe it was morally just on the part of government to try and redistribute the land to its true owners that is the blacks in zimbabwe given the amount of repression that the blacks faced during the colonial rule but without any preparation or a well chalked out plan the implementation strategy was very bad and that is why it was bound to be a disaster ambition superseded practicality the land was simply acquired from the whites and distributed to the blacks. Firstly, the land was distributed in fragmented pieces to the black natives. This meant that the benefits of economies of scale could not be harnessed here. Secondly, the new generation black natives had very little idea of agriculture and were not at all equipped with walking with in fields to grow crops. As a result, Zimbabwe saw its first shock when the agricultural output dropped massively in 1999 by almost 30%. Since then, the country experienced a sharp drop in food production and a contraction in almost every sector which was trying to come up at that time. Food output capacity fell by over 45% between 1999 and 2005, leaving the population starving for food and created massive unemployment. With a similar contraction in the manufacturing sector as well, the Bank of Zimbabwe panicked and stopped lending to businesses to carry on their activities. Therefore, to cover up the food shortage as well as help the unemployed people, massive expenditure on the part of government was undertaken. This was initially financed by external debt, but when the burden could not be sustained by borrowing any more, The government of Zimbabwe recklessly started printing more and more money to finance its deficits. Now, this is the most crucial part. How does simply printing more money and using it increase the inflationary trends in the economy? Let us understand this properly. Proper explanation of this lies in the quantity theory of money, but we're not going to get into that. Let's understand this phenomenon and why it occurs in really simple terms. So first of all, two things occur when the government increases money supply. So the government creates money by printing currency to pay its bills and this increases the money supply in the economy, that is the overall money supply. So with too much currency in circulation, that is with high supply of the Zimbabwean dollar in question here and very less demand for it, which is because people don't need that much money according to their standards of living, the value of the Zimbabwean dollar depreciates. It keeps falling. You can imagine this to be like, um, say, any commodity like gold. Because gold has limited supply and there are supply constraints, it has high value. But the moment its supply increases and everybody starts having gold, the value of gold will definitely fall. It no longer will remain precious. So this is exactly what happens with currencies as well. Now, as I mentioned earlier, with more money, now more people start demanding goods. And with limited supply of goods, prices start rising. First, as the value of currency erodes, you need more of the currency to buy the same number of goods. This is what happens when the value of your currency depreciates. But later on, the actual increase in the prices of goods is replaced by an expectation of the increase in the price. This expectation actually leads to further rise in prices. This cycle is the most crucial in hyperinflation condition. So prices rise, next people expect the price to rise and then prices again end up rising. As I told you in my last episode, the role of expectation in the economy is very important. Zimbabwe also got caught in the same cycle. Why is hyperinflation bad? Firstly, hyperinflation erodes wealth. That is, for example, people who had worked all their lives and saved their incomes for the future, that money for them is now of no value. Their savings just wiped out. Secondly, high rates of inflation forces people to spend the money that they've earned as soon as possible as the prices prices change very often as fast as every few minutes. This in turn does not incentivize them to save even a little bit and therefore, in an economy like that, banking system becomes redundant and businesses cannot borrow any money. This in turn does not support any new business activity and therefore the economy just collapses. This is exactly what happened with Zimbabwe as well. The government was printing more and more money and the prices kept rising and went out of control. Apart from funding its own deficits, the Zimbabwean government also got itself involved in the war in Congo and now had to incur expenses to keep that war going. That also served as a massive burden on the Zimbabwean exchequer. This vicious cycle continued. It took more debt to repay its existing debt and kept printing money without thinking about the implications of excess currency in circulation. Within a year, a million-dollar note was printed. A billion dollar note was printed and later on even a trillion dollar note was printed to keep up with the rising prices. This is by far the highest denomination note ever printed in history. The currency was printed in Germany that time because Zimbabwe did not have a central printing facility. The situation was that bad that by the time a tranche of currency notes arrived Zimbabwe, it was already worthless due to high inflation rates. This soon resulted in a situation of prolonged hyperinflation which proved to be the worst nightmare of the citizens of Zimbabwe. I don't know if it's Zimbabwe or right because things are getting worse and worse every day. Prices are going for transport, schools, clinics are closed, everything is down. We are struggling. And do you have children? Yeah, and they are not going to school. I can't afford to pay school fees for them. Sick people in Zimbabwe is that patients are dying, people are dying, and uh, I mean avoidable deaths uh, because of the current situation and the healthcare system in, in Zimbabwe has collapsed. They No, you don't feel safe because some of the people are being robbed at night. There are thieves all over this community, so we don't feel safe. Let me give you an account of how bad the condition of hyperinflation was in Zimbabwe. In 1996, the rate of inflation in Zimbabwe was 16%, which in itself is extremely high compared to today's times. But this grew by almost 200% by 2002 and just around the housing bubble in the US in 2008, this rate was growing at 79 billion percent. How crazy is that? The price changed literally every second and doubled every day. A roll of toilet paper cost almost $417 in today's times. It was like a situation where you order one beer and drink while it's chill and by the time you order the next one, the price of beer rose substantially. Unemployment reached a staggering 75% and the government could not do anything. The whole economy was shut down and got converted into a barter system. A barter system is a typical economic system where one person exchanges one commodity or service in return for another commodity or service, essentially eliminating the use of money or currency. The government also did not take any steps to ease in the situation and left its people to suffer. They kept printing more and more money and lost confidence among people. Only at the tipping point where there was high pressure from everywhere did the government opt to dollarize Zimbabwe temporarily to deal with the crisis. So what is dollarization and why is it used? Dollarization is the adoption of one country's currency in this case, the United States dollar, as legal tender in another country. In the midst of a financial crisis, some of the main objectives of dollarization include protection against inflation and devaluation, and also increased investments. Due to the stability and strength of the U.S. dollar, investing in U.S. dollars represents one of the safest investments. Therefore, the US dollar was officially adopted as the national currency of Zimbabwe because it was much more stable and would help in bringing some new business activity and investment in Zimbabwe. Like how here in India we talk about water shortage and how millions of people walk miles every day and stand in long queues to get water, the case was similar in Zimbabwe and its currency situation. Every morning, people got up very early to stand in the queues of ATMs to get some cash into their hands. This created a permanent damage to business confidence The people were called poverty billionaires because it was like they earned a billion dollars but a loaf of bread cost 2 billion dollars. Change in political leadership there somehow is a sign of relief. But the annual inflation rate of Zimbabwe in 2019 was still at 540 percent and it is highly vulnerable to re-enter into the same crisis again anytime soon, given that the pandemic has further aggravated the situation. This is exactly why fiscal discipline in an economy is given utmost importance. If money circulation and inflation is not kept in check, it can easily go out of control and then later, it would become extremely difficult to bring back the economy to normalcy. I hope you liked this episode. Thank you for listening and have a good day.